From the Financial Times in London, I'm Ravi Mathu, and this is FT News. Music streaming service Spotify this week achieved a smooth trading debut and evaluation among the top U.S. tech listings, despite a two-week tech sell-off that has wiped billions off the value of Amazon, Facebook, and Twitter. Here with me to discuss the company's share offering and its prospects going forward is the FT's Anna Nicolau in New York. Anna, you cover Spotify, and it's often credited with resurrecting the music business as the industry struggled to adapt to the digital age. How has it achieved its status as one of the leaders in the digital music business? If we take a look back to when Spotify was founded, it was 2006. At that point, the music business had been disrupted for several years. They've been losing money because piracy came in and gave people a way to get music for free on the internet. So just like a lot of other media businesses, TV, film, they were kind of grappling with what to do about this, and no one had a solution. And at the time, there were maybe 20 or 30 startups saying, this is how we can fix your business, but none of it seemed too convincing. And then Daniel Eck and Martin Lorenzen, who had this idea, which was basically the idea was to monetize piracy, essentially, saying, okay, we will give you access to all the music in the world, and you'll, we'll find a way to make money from it, either by advertisements or you paying for it directly. So at the time, this was still sort of a novel approach. It took them years to convince the industry to kind of get behind the idea. And it still took quite a while. I mean, now Spotify is so big, but I mean, it took five years before Spotify even entered the US. So it's taken quite a while for the consumer to sort of catch up with it. And we've seen in the past three or four years, just very, very fast growth as younger consumers who were raised on this online model of music with YouTube latched onto it and have been really pushing it. And they've also changed the model of how we own or access digital services and music. I mean, like Uber, it's really about a subscription model rather than necessarily owning the music. You pay a monthly fee to access this massive volume of music online without necessarily having to buy the CD or previously the album. And that seems to be a pretty marked shift that they've helped lead in terms of changing consumer behavior as well. You're getting access to on Spotify, it's 40 million songs. So almost all of the popular songs in the world for about $10 a month. And that's changed everything dramatically just in terms of even the way people view music, because you're not saying, I want to buy this CD specifically. You're saying, I can access this album or this one or just this new mixtape or playlist. So it's really changed a lot of just the way people consume music and the way they view its value, it seems, which has you know, raised some controversies in the past with Spotify. But it seems like at this point, everyone is agreed upon this as the format going forward. Now, the company listed this week in New York, but it chose a pretty unusual route to the public markets. Can you give us a sense of how it did this listing? And in particular, why did it choose to list now? Spotify, I think for the past few years, it seemed fairly inevitable that Spotify was going to go public in some shape or another. They had taken on a lot of debt financing and their investors were expecting a payout. So it was more of a matter of when, not if. And the reason I think it happened this year was that they've had a lot of momentum in the past year in terms of adding users and just sales growth in general. So they had a lot going for them to present to investors saying, our sales grew 30% last year. We added 30 million paying customers. That's why we're seeing it right now, despite the market turbulence that we've seen more broadly in tech stocks. In terms of how they actually did it, it's not totally unprecedented. It's, it's what they call direct listing. We've seen it in kind of smaller biotech startup and stuff like that. But it's never been for a company this large and well-known to try to do this method. And the main reason was, I guess, Spotify did not feel the need to raise new money. They've raised a lot of money privately. 
there's a very healthy private market in terms of funding for them. So they didn't hire, you know, the investment bankers to underwrite the shares. They didn't have a stabilization agent to guide it through in case there was volatility. They didn't do the big marketing campaign known as a roadshow. So there were a lot of uncertainties going into it, but I guess the main thing that both investors and Spotify says is that they were confident in their brand and felt that there would be interest in it despite going at it with a bit of a, a riskier way. You say about the confidence in the brand. I mean, the listing price value of the company at $29 billion, about five times the estimated revenues for 2018. Now, we should remember and emphasize this is a loss-making company. So clearly the brand, the changing consumer behavior, the fact that they're ahead of competitors and peers played pretty heavily in what investors were thinking about the company, despite the fact it's not yet profitable. They have quite a challenging business model, and we haven't seen digital music companies do very well in terms of actually making a profit. Spotify does not make a profit, nor does Pandora or any of these services, really. I think what it comes down to is it's very clear that Spotify has built a good product that people like to use. You know, they're up against the biggest, richest companies in the world, like Apple, Amazon, Google, and yet in the past few years, they've grown quite a bit faster than them. And I think it's hard to find an explanation for that beyond that people like using Spotify, and that itself is very valuable. If you look at the numbers, people are using Spotify more than they were a year ago. So there's quite a bit of hype around the brand itself, I think. And then beyond that, I mean, they, they're quite optimistic in terms of guidance for the coming year. Sales, they're projecting will grow another 20 to 30% this year, and they're projecting almost 100 million paying customers by the end of the year. So I think that combined with the general resonance Spotify has with consumers is what's behind this valuation. So going forward a little bit, you mentioned the power of the brand. The technology has obviously got a very loyal fan base. People like using it and user growth numbers, they're confident will continue. But in terms of trying to become more profitable because of the challenges of that business model, which you mentioned, where do we see it going from here? How does it foresee itself becoming a profitable and sustainable business for the long term? So under the current model, essentially what happens is every time they add more users or every time a song is streamed, Spotify is still paying out most of the money back to record labels and royalties. That's not going to change. The next steps, I think, as Spotify continues to get bigger and has more residents, is finding ways to make money other than being just a pipe for music. They've already started a bit on this project with getting more involved with podcasts and music videos. They've got a partnership with BuzzFeed to make news podcasts. They've had, in the past few weeks even, exclusive music videos with big artists like The Weeknd and Taylor Swift. In the longer term, though, I think what everyone views as inevitable is that Spotify, will, its main advantage right now is it has this resonance with consumers and it has a ton of data and information about how people listen to music, what they're listening to, all of that. I think everyone expects in the longer term that Spotify will start to act more like a record label. It's very early on to say what that might actually look like, but it seems kind of just a very logical way of saying, you know, we have all this information, we could figure out, you know, this kind of artist works in this market at this time and start signing people or something like that. So that would be the future. So it sounds like this is a song that's going to play on for some time to come. Anna Nicolau in New York, thanks very much for joining us and explaining Spotify. Thanks for having me.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.